Hi, welcome to More with Nikki Dutton. Each episode of this podcast exists to help us see the more in life that's all around us every day. My hope is that in these next few minutes, we are able to breathe a little light and life into your space as you listen. I'm so happy that you're here. Hello and Merry Almost Christmas. At the time of this recording, we are officially only a couple days away from Christmas morning. And in many ways, this is truly the most wonderful time of the year. I love all of the Christmas decorations and the Christmas lights, all of the baking, the nostalgic movies, the holiday parties. I mean, it really is just the best. And it also feels like this time of year, um, usually people are a bit more reflective and even thankful and you've got neighbors who are you know delivering Christmas cookies to their neighborhood it's just a really great time of year and I know that also as a believer as a Christian it is also a time of year where we just look at the heartbeat of our faith which is Jesus and we reflect on the beginning of of Jesus's earthly life and what that looked like and just take a pause and a moment just to recognize that and especially at the end of a year like this that has been so unexpected, I feel like that pause has been even more significant. And I feel like the good things, the the presents and the lights and the Christmas cookies, that has also been very welcomed at this time at the end of 2020. And yes, it's true. This time of year, the holidays is totally magical, or it can be. But also for a lot of us, it can be really, really hard. And for Scott and I, for my husband, many years, including this one, are not perfect. It doesn't look exactly like how we hope it would. It's not all good. It's not all easy. And I know that for some people, it can be really difficult. It can be really devastating. It can be really lonely. And it isn't all Christmas cookies and elf. Uh, Honestly, the unexpected of this year mixed with that expectation for joy of the season can feel very overwhelming. So whether you're navigating broken family situations, heartbreak, minimal finances, poor health, exhaustion from trying to put on the perfect holiday for your family, or if you're, you know, navigating loneliness, it can be a lot. It can truly be a lot. And this episode today is dedicated to discussing how do you hold both joy and pain in the same hand? What do you do when it's the most wonderful time of the year, but your situation or your circumstances aren't ideal? What do you do when you have these feelings of of difficulty, of heartache? And what do you do with them? Where do you put them? How do you hold those in a season like this that is supposed to be happy and full of joy? Well, to start, let me be honest and say that our holiday isn't perfect either. So if you're tuning in and you have any type of thought that you think that we have it all figured out over here and everything is super smooth and easy, it is not. I mean, like all of you, we are still navigating a global pandemic. And lately, it feels like even more of our friends and family have been getting hospitalized or have been testing positive. And yeah. COVID-19 is still very scary and very real here in December 2020. 
Also, my husband Scott and I lately have been realizing the effects of all the change that we've navigated in these last couple of years. We've had a couple major moves like into different states. We've changed jobs. We've changed churches. We've changed friend groups. Our family dynamics have changed. Our friend dynamics have changed. Our finances have changed. Really, in any sense of the term, we have been through a lot of change. And I don't think we really fully realized until recently the toll that that has taken on our hearts and on our lives and on our minds. And I know that all of you can relate to that because this year we all navigated massive change in the way that we do life. So yeah, we've been feeling that exhaustion, that fatigue from all of the change that has occurred. Also, two and a half years ago, I lost my dad and that grief is still very real. And for anyone who has lost a family member or who has even gone through a hard breakup, whatever type of loss you're feeling, I know that there are a lot of different categories to loss. It can be really hard during the holidays and everyone deals with it differently, but it does seem like these um, moments where you're supposed to draw near to family and go home and all of these things, they can definitely bring up some of the hurt that come from that loss. So I have my circumstances and no doubt you may have your own circumstances that come to mind when you think about the less than perfect, the less than easy, the less than favorable situations that maybe are painting this season a little bit more dim than you would like it to be. And this episode isn't meant to put you down or just sit in our feels. Uh, Really what we're trying to get to is the joy, right? Like we all want to have that joy. But what I'm learning is that to get to that joy, we can't just overlook the difficult. And that has been a huge lesson that I have been learning the last few years. And also, let me say, I am not a psychologist. I am not an expert in this. But there are a few things that I have learned over the last few years when I have navigated my own set of difficult circumstances that has helped me to understand how joy and pain can coexist, how you can find flourishing in the midst of your suffering. And isn't that what we want? We don't want want the hard parts of our life to have no purpose. Uh, We want to see what the reason could be. And I'm also not saying that everything in your life, um, you can just put on your rose-colored glasses, and if you just change your perspective, you'll see it to be the good that it really is. Some things truly are just devastating, and some things are hard. But I do believe that there is still joy that we can take up in those seasons, and there is more joy in our lives often than we pursue because sometimes we get stunted in the hard things. We get stuck in the mud of the difficulty and it becomes hard for us to refocus or reimagine um, what our life could look like in the middle of the storm. So welcome, like I said, to a major lesson that I have been learning and If I could depict what I think that the holidays should look like, if I got to choose exactly what a holiday would look like, smell like, taste like, feel like, it would be 
the best. I mean, it would be bright and cheery. It would be full of all the good. And why stop at the holidays? I mean, I say, let's just keep the good times rolling year round. If I could, you know, totally manufacture and mold the world to be the way I would want it to be, there would not be difficulty. Uh, But that's not the reality that we live in. And so the first thing that I want you to know this holiday season, if you're tuning into this podcast, is that you are not alone. That all of us have things in our life that are difficult. That the very fact that we are human, the very fact that we exist in the year 2020, and the very fact that we are not isolated on an island, that we interact with people in our jobs and in our families and in our communities, it all of that is a risk. All of that uh, makes us susceptible to difficult things happening. And so if you are experiencing something difficult, if you are experiencing something hard, know that it's not just because the universe is against you or because um, if any of you get this reference, you're like, Stanley Yelnats and his family in the book or movie Holes and that you're cursed, that you're just destined to a life of unluckiness. And that is not true. That is not true for you. I can tell you that much because you are not alone in your suffering. And especially this year, as odd as it may seem, There is this unity in the fact that uh, we all have had an unexpected year and that everybody has had to navigate difficulty at some level. I think that's why there's so many memes about 2020. That's why there's so many jokes about 2020. That's why there's so many one-liners because there's this kind of collective suffering that has happened. And to be fair, there has been a lot of different degrees to that suffering, and I think that that is very worth noting and very worth pointing out. But an important lesson that we can draw from that is that suffering is not uncommon. Discomfort is not uncommon. Pain or unfavorable circumstances are not uncommon. And what I love is that at this time of year, you know, as a Christian, we look to the birth of Jesus, and that is really the reason we celebrate this season. That is the the hope for the holidays for us. And when you examine the story of Jesus and his arrival to earth, it was not ideal. I mean, the very fact that he was born into a manger, born in a manger, was not ideal. Not to mention the political unrest, not to mention the difficulty of uh, the circumstances in his community, not to mention the fact that Jesus coming to earth as a human means that he entered into the broken narrative of our world, that not everything is perfect, and that that comes with so much difficulty and heartache. And as you follow Jesus's life through the scriptures, you see that he also had to deal with the loss of people close to him, that he had to deal with being misunderstood, that he had to deal with being isolated. And ultimately, he had to deal with the persecution and the suffering that came 
at the hands of the people that he came to love, that he came to show truth to. And also in his ministry, he was very well aware of poverty. He was very well aware of the outcast of society. And he was very well aware of greed and sickness and just heartbreak. And in scripture, that's where you can find Jesus. You find him in these moments and, um, kind of interacting with people at their low points. And so as we look at this nativity scene this Christmas and we look at that baby in a manger, and even though we know that he is fully God and fully man at the same time, and we know that he has the ability to heal people and to help people, we know the good lessons that he introduced, we can also remember that he lived in the midst of... um suffering, that he lived in the midst of a broken world. And so if you are suffering this holiday season, if you're in pain, if things are not the way you want them to be, at least you can know that you are not alone, not only because we're all collectively going through a tough time this year, but even the God who made you and the God who is pursuing your heart, he in his human form, he as the man Jesus also understood what it was like to live day to day in some really difficult spots. The next thing that I've learned about holding joy and pain in the same hand, especially in the middle of seasons where you want to celebrate, is that it is the worst thing you could possibly do, probably, (laughs) to ignore it and just to sweep it under the rug and pretend that it doesn't exist. In my natural state, that is what I would prefer to do. I would prefer to ignore it out of sight, out of mind. Maybe if I don't give this situation attention, maybe if I don't feed it, then it won't grow. That can sometimes be my mindset. But I have learned that pain is sort of like those leftovers that you bring home from dinner and you stick them in your fridge, but throughout the course of the week, they get shoved to the back and they get forgotten about. So now those leftovers are living in that back corner of your fridge, that dark area, or maybe you go to Aldi and you buy some veggies because you intend to eat healthy that week. But during the week, it gets pushed further and further back in your pantry. And now that sweet potato is just dwelling in that darkness back there. Whether it's the leftovers in the fridge or the sweet potato in the pantry, these things can get pushed all the way to the back into the dark, forgotten parts of the fridge in the pantry. And I have seen that pain can be like that too, that when you just push it to the back and when you pretend that it's not there, when you try to forget that it exists, it doesn't just disappear. (laughs) That sweet potato doesn't just magically disappear and turn into dust. Those leftovers don't just uh, disappear. In fact, at some point, they will change. They will morph. And at some point, That leftovers in the fridge or that sweet potato in the back of the pantry is going to demand that you pay attention to it. It is going to stink. It is going to smell awful. And at that point, you're going to have to deal with the thing. And I have seen in my life that pain is a lot like that, that I can push it 
back for a while and I can just go through my life and try to navigate my days pretending like it's not there. Maybe if I ignore it, it'll just go away. But at some point, that pain demands to be attended to, whether that is when I just physically start to feel drained and all I want to do is sleep for a couple days, but I can't quite figure out where it's coming from, or I have this heaviness in my heart that I can't figure out, or if that pain and that frustration comes out sideways where I'm really snippy with Scott or I shut down with my friends and family and it's like they're talking to a wall. These are ways that I've seen my pain express itself if it's not dealt with. And there's this very wise and creative man named C.S. Lewis, and he wrote a book on pain. And one of the quotes that I love that he said in this book is that pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciousness, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Pain has a way of calling attention to itself. And I even heard one psychologist say recently that the human mind is often hardwired to focus in on negative influences more than positive influences. And their reasoning for that is because throughout human history, it has helped us survive environmental threats and challenges and dangers because our mind focuses on the thing that is not good so that we can find a way to overcome it. That's the opposite how I just told you my brain works. My brain tries to avoid it. And I don't know exactly how that works with um, the predisposition to focus in on hard things. But I do have friends and family in my life that have shared that they feel more like that second situation where their pain and their suffering feels so overwhelming that they feel like they can't think about anything else, that they can't do anything else, that it, it becomes the narrative, it becomes the identifier for their life. And like I said, I am not a psychologist or an expert, so you can totally fact check all of this and throw it out if it's not true. Uh, but I do know that it is easy to get stuck or overwhelmed by the hard stuff in our life. We can feel like sometimes in those seasons of difficulty that we're in the middle of this massive ocean and there's just wave after wave of disappointment, of frustration, of maybe unluck like we were talking about earlier where you just feel like life is out to get you, the universe is out to get you. And you can catch your breath briefly between the waves just enough before the next one just plows and pummels over you. That is what a lot of our situations can feel like, those dark seasons, those disappointing seasons. And for many of us in 2020, that would probably be an accurate depiction. So either if you find yourself on the end of the spectrum where you're totally overwhelmed by the hard things in your life, or maybe you find yourself on the other end where you feel like you're just pushing it to the back of the pantry, both of those are extremes on a spectrum. And I do believe that there is a middle ground that we can take. And that middle ground would look like if you are someone who you know, you have a disposition for ignoring ignoring the hard stuff. Uh, I think that middle ground is found by introducing more honesty into our lives and being open with people who love and care about us. And maybe you feel totally alone and you don't feel like you have anyone. And that's where I would encourage you 
to seek someone out, that you would seek out a friend that you feel like you can trust or a family member or even a licensed counselor. And that has been a hugely helpful tool for me as I fall on this end of the spectrum of wanting to ignore things. Finding a licensed professional counselor that can help walk you through those situations that you've endured and help point out some of the unhealthy coping mechanisms you developed and introduce new healthier patterns has been game-changing for me. And if you find yourself on the other end of the spectrum, there are tons of resources that do help you to rewire your brain in a sense, to look for the goodness that is in life. Because even on our worst days, there truly are things we can be thankful for. And I'm not saying that in an empty way. I'm saying that as someone who has lost loved ones and has had no money in their bank account and has felt totally alone and has felt um, forgotten or misunderstood or disappointed that even on those days, there are so many good things to be thankful for. And there has been a lot of research that has been done on the gift of gratitude and how that can really rewire your heart and your brain if you are struggling and you just feel totally overwhelmed. There is this scripture in the Bible that talks about how God sends the sun to shine on the evil people and the good people. And honestly, that verse sometimes doesn't sit well with me because I would like for the evil people to have this like cloud of lightning and rain and thunder like over them and the good people get sunshine. But the truth is, is that even when we fall into that category of we are that evil person, maybe we've been the one who's hurt someone. We've been the one who's made a mistake. We've been the one who has put ourselves into some unfavorable unfavorable circumstances. There is still goodness that can be found there. And there, if you know the Lord, there is still goodness that can be found in God. And Maybe that goodness, maybe that gratitude is just that you're breathing that day. Maybe it's that you have a pet dog or a pet cat and they just bring a smile to your face. Maybe it's that you get to enjoy your favorite snack. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything major, but that gift of gratitude, that practice of gratitude, and especially as a believer, that drawing near to God and understanding that um, he gets it and that he, like we were just talking about, understands and scripture says he sympathizes with our weakness. Even though he did not sin, he understands what it's like to navigate a broken world and a broken life and to be tempted that that is the God that we serve. That is the God who comforts us in all of our afflictions. So this idea is that figure out where you fall on that spectrum. Are you someone who tries to ignore the hurt and the pain? Or are you someone who tries to, um, <laughs> who can't find a way out of over-focusing on it? Wherever you're at on that spectrum, consider what it would look like for you to draw to a more healthy medium and maybe ask someone in your life that you trust about how you can do that. And finally, the last thing that I would share with you is understand that you have space this holiday season to be wherever your heart is. And I know we just talked about trying to not let yourself fall on one side or the other. And I think that there is benefit there. I think that that is really important. And that if you're looking to move into a healthier way of navigating life, that that is kind of the first step 
but also understand that there's grace for you, that there is grace for where you're at, and that hopefully your friends and your family will give you the space that you need, especially if you are honest with them and share where your heart is. And even if not, or even if you don't feel like you have that support system around you, understand that it is okay for you to have moments during your holiday season that are hard. That it's okay if it doesn't look like a perfectly wrapped present under the Christmas tree. It's okay if you don't get to your Christmas um, bucket list. It's okay if things don't look like last Christmas or they don't look like what you thought that they would look like. That is okay. Like there is space for that. There's space for me in that too. I'm preaching to myself. And also understand that you do have permission to enjoy life even in the middle of your suffering, that you have permission to take delight in the Christmas lights on the porches or on the houses in your neighborhood. You have permission to delight in the small acts of kindness that you see. You have permission to delight in the goodness that is in your life. And that's where that gratitude uh, practice comes in, like we talked about, that it is okay for you to acknowledge the good things that are going on. And there is a healthy way to do that. And there's an unhealthy way to do that for sure. But you have space this holiday season. And as a Christian, you have that grace and you understand that grace even more than maybe some of our listeners who don't know the Lord do. And that is the goodness and that is the good news about the Christian faith is that no matter how far you drift, God is always there to receive you with open arms. And that the whole point of the Christmas season, the whole point of the holidays actually isn't the hustle. It actually isn't all of the perfection that it isn't uh, this picture perfect family that's that's not actually what the holidays are about what the holidays are about and what christmas is about is that there was a god who loved the world so much that he came in this humble form of a child a child that had to be cared for <laughs> knowing the expanse of the brokenness of the world he decided to take on human form and to enter into that creation so that he could introduce truth and he could introduce the gospel that he could introduce freedom to a whole history of people who found themselves enslaved to their sins, enslaved to darkness, enslaved to their own passions. Jesus came to provide a different way, to introduce us to a different way, and to say that it's not about how good you can be. It is about you just trusting that my life was good enough and that you can put all of your trust into that life and you can then rest in the grace that comes with that, that there is space for you in this kingdom of Christ. So whether you're listening to this and you know Jesus and you've known him for a long time, I pray that this season is just an opportunity for you to pause and to remember the Lord who loves you and to remember the way that he demonstrated that love for you. And if you don't know the Lord, I am so excited that you're here because you get to be introduced into this grace-filled life. 
and you get to be introduced into a love-filled community. And maybe you have been around church in your life and that was not the experience you had. But let me tell you, that is the truth of Jesus. And I would love to share resources with you or just introduce you to some cool uh, churches or communities of people who love God in your area. If you want to reach out, I would be happy to do that. But wherever you're at this season, I just want you to know that there is space for you and that the Lord is unintimidated by the rough edges of your story. If you have moments of sad, that's okay, but also know that you have permission to enjoy and that when you get to hold both joy and pain in the same hand, you really get a more full picture of what this human existence and this human life looks like. So know that it's not abnormal. Know that you're not alone and that there is a way forward. <laughs> there is a better way. There is a healing way. And this Christmas, I hope that you have the happiest of holidays. But even if it's imperfect, remember that there is a God who came in the form of a child in a manger that we celebrate during the Christmas season, and his name is Jesus, and he came to seek and to save the lost, which all of us are the lost, and it says in scripture that he wants to swap burdens with you. So whatever has you burdened, whatever has you feeling down, whatever has been oppressing you, just know that there's never been a better time to understand how to give that to Christ, how to give that to Jesus. So as you walk through this Christmas season, I would love for you to share the fun things. I would love to know what you're making on your Christmas morning. I would love to know what your favorite gift you got is. I would love to see photos of uh, the pretty decorations and lights in your area. But also understand that I am happy to pray for you if you are in a hard spot. And I'm happy to just hear you out or help you to not feel like you're alone. And if you are my family or my friends listening to this, and I know that I don't get to be with you this Christmas because of all the things (laughs) that are happening in the world and in us personally, know that you are loved and that at the end of this year, I could not be more thankful for you. I love you all and I can't wait to keep this podcast going all the way through 2021.